Salutations! Woo! And welcome to the 84th episode Holy crap. of the In The House podcast, the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group yeah. of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am stoked St- to be here tonight. <laughs> chuffed, even. Chuffed? Yeah, chuffed is a British slang chuffed. term for pleased and happy. Two Fs? Yeah. Okay. Double F. I'm uh, I'm stoked to be here. It's been it's this is the longest break we've ever taken. We took three weeks. We did take three weeks. Yeah, we could have theoretically done one last week, but it would have been tough to squeeze in with the new year. Yeah. And so uh, we took off the the New Year's the Christmas week. We took off the New Year's week, and now now we're back three weeks yeah. later. Uh, holidays are tough. Man. Holidays it's hard, hard to do stuff, and I can't even imagine with a baby, man. Oh my God! It's it was it was actually pretty great because we debated on. But we debated on getting him presents. Sure. We're like, he's two not, months old. He doesn't know what's happening. At all, yeah. He barely, he doesn't know what's happening. Mm-mm. So why would we get him presents? And I actually talked to other parents and they're like, no, 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 it's ridiculous. Why would you do that? Yeah. We got him some, my wife got him something anyway. Sure. And then my extended Which he family, promptly ignored. Yeah. I, sure. Yeah. Doesn't know. Doesn't know. <laughs> all of the things he has in his life are presents from you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, your life. Yeah, there you go. Except for you know stuff that your friends and family got, which was a lot. I'm sure so much. So we didn't really feel that bad. Yeah, I get that. Plus, you know, you get to dress him up in cute Christmas stuff. stuff. He has this really sweet Grinch sweater. Well, yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. Okay, so here's where we're at. Um, we're going to talk a lot tonight about the new crest okay. and the old crest and mm-hmm. what the new new crest might be, because uh, there's more crest stuff since we last spoke. Our last show was with Lance, if you remember, all the way back. And uh, oh my God, I'm yeah. told I'm told that it does not have a place on the uh, on the Podbean uh, website. You can follow the link to it from the Scouse's House website, oh, okay. but that it is not up on the Podbean website. Kenny Allward, our young and virile technical director, yeah. he uh, he's had some uh, technical issues, and so uh, with that being said, uh, you can still find it, but it is not on the Podbean app. So if you're looking to listen to it, you got to go to scousershouse.com. Okay, uh, so since then, stuff yeah. has happened. Yeah, and some stuff has not happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, to discuss all of that, I can think of no one better than my partner. Uh, who is coming to us tonight live from a Little Caesars in Yellowknife, the capital of the Northwest Territories in Canada, Andy Frederick, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Andy, how you doing, buddy? I love Little Caesars. I've always loved Little Caesars. Really? And I heard that this Hot was the ready? best. Yeah, I heard this was the best one. It's the premier Little Caesars. Yeah. The Little Caesars. It's not even like it's not like the birthplace of Little Caesars. It just happens to be the, number the best. One. Yeah. yeah. It's it's where Caesar himself would have gone. Yeah. Were he little and in the mood for very affordable pizza. Exactly. And But uh, if you come to Yellowknife, don't make any Yellowknife joke. Don't ask people where, where the Yellowknives yeah. are. They, they don't, don't find that entertaining. They don't all. like it. I understand. I understand it's hard to find actual people in Yellowknife. It is. Okay. Other than the you know, Little Caesars employees. Well, somebody's got to work there. Somebody's got to make those bad boys. It's like a three-hour commute for those people. It's Ooh, crazy. Yeah, you got to have pizza and pizza. So that's, It's twice the pizza. It's ridiculous. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, okay, so the the thing that dominated our last conversation was uh, Crest Drama, yeah. Logo Drama. And uh, I took on that show the position, and I stand by it, that uh, I thought that the new Crest, the new old Crest, mm-hmm. uh, was flawed, but that it was still an improvement over the original Crest, because I'm not an enormous fan of the original Crest. Okay. Uh, but I admit that it was flawed. And uh, we discussed sort of the way that it's appropriate to talk about your objections to a crest like that. Right, Uh, right. What is your responsibility as a fan? Uh, How some people think, you know, you support it no matter what. And some people think, if I don't like it, I've got to make my voice known. Mm -hmm. And I think both of those are right. I think that you be a fan how you want to be a fan. And the vast majority of our fans, uh, let let me rephrase that, the vast majority of our vocal fans. Right. Uh, made it very clear that they were not happy with the new new crest. No, and uh, they wanted something else. Uh, they wanted it fixed. Mm-hmm. They wanted it. Uh, they wanted to go back to the old one. They wanted something uh, a marginal change to it, or they wanted something to scrap it completely and get something new. 
we brought in over the course of three days mm -hmm. over a hundred supporters over a hundred total members of the community the big fans mm -hmm. some smaller fans some people who were design experts some people who didn't care about soccer at yeah. all but uh had opinions about graphic design and marketing and logo design and what it should be and what it shouldn't soccer fans young old married single parents uh, all races, all ethnicities, mm -hmm. all sexual orientations, all anything that we could find for different yeah. voices. We yeah. brought in everybody that we thought uh, would be an interesting part, within reason. If you didn't get invited, don't think it was because we ignored you. It's because you can only bring so many people into a functioning office over a three-day stretch. Or you smell bad. Because that too. Um, we uh, Over those three days, we hoped we'd be able to find something to sort of salvage uh, what was admittedly a botched process. And uh, Brad Estes himself put out a statement saying, yeah. you know, the mea culpa, you know, we, we did this wrong, we realize we did this wrong, and uh, we want new input and we're going to we're gonna reopen this process. It, it's, <clears throat> it was weird because, so I was lucky enough to be one of the people that got called in. Do you know somebody in the front it's office? It's almost like I know somebody. Weird. And I tell you, A... It, for being such a humble move, it was also an incredibly ballsy move to be like, you know what? Yeah, we fucked up. How do we fix it? Yeah. So I was, I was proud to work for us that day. Yeah. So it's stuff like that that like solidifies a fan base. Mm -hmm. That tells the fan. And, you know, one of the biggest complaints was that people thought that it, you know, the club was not listening to sure. its fan base. This was the ultimate like, no, no, no. We are. So much so that we're scrapping it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the financial realities of it. Uh, I don't know all of the details. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, yeah, we there was money involved in this, and now that money's gone because we're scrapping that logo. It is, but the thing is, like, to me, I walked in to Brad's office, and he walked in, and, like, on his conference table, he had all these different, like, designs and concepts and, like, plays on the new one, circle, like, the circle ones. Like, we just did all kinds of different stuff. And Brad was just standing there, sleeves rolled up, notebook and pen in hand. And I walked in, and he was like, go. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what you do want to see. What's important. What For the president of a club to personally handle something like that, that's huge to me. Yeah. It was, it was really great that uh, Brad took such a leadership role in this. There were a number of front office people, personnel involved, ranging from our uh, VP of sales and marketing, our president, our graphics designer, um, myself, mm -hmm. and uh, Howie Lindsay in PR, and uh, those were the main players from the team that were involved in this, but the, the, the bottom line to us was we wanted to hear everything we could, and we wanted to see if there was a way to make this thing right yeah. in a time frame that would be reasonable for us to still get it going and ready for the new season. Right. It would have had to have happened really fast. Mm -hmm. And here's what I felt throughout the whole process. Here's how I felt about it. There were some really cool ideas that got floated. Yes. Some that I really liked, some that I thought were horrible, and why would anybody like this? But apparently there were people who did. Um, and uh, there were some designs that were made in the room. There were mm -hmm. some designs that were floated online. Some of them were improvements on what we put out. Some of them were reimaginings of the old logo or combinations of both or... Uh, there were a couple of new design elements mm -hmm. that we tried throwing in to see if they might work. Uh, some of them I thought were pretty good. And I think that the, res the final thought process from everybody who was making the decisions was we've got something that would work here. Mm -hmm. Between all of the different designs that got designed in the room and that got floated uh, by the fan base, mm -hmm. there, was, there was something in there that would have been fine. Right. It would have worked that the fan base would have accepted, that we could have rallied around, we could have built into something that we believed in. It was good. It was fine. They were good. And during the conversation, it became more and more apparent that good or fine or okay or this will this will grow on people yeah. wasn't going to be good enough. Yeah, no. This is a top flight organization that is the absolute pinnacle of its league. And we don't want to have something that's pretty good, that's okay. You don't, we don't want something that'll do. We want something that is iconic. We want something that people will immediately look at and go, Louisville City. Mm -hmm. And when they see it, they're going to think not just, oh, Louisville City. Mm -hmm. They're going to think, that's the best team in the league. Mm -hmm. Every time you look at it, for the next 50 years, hopefully. Uh, 
Our old logo isn't that to me. Our new old logo isn't that to me. Yeah. And none of the designs that came out, while many of them were great, none of them were a completely home run, iconic perfection. Right. And uh, it was just sort of decided by the people who get to make these decisions, and that's not me, right. but uh, the people who get to make these decisions, it was decided. Uh, good enough isn't good enough. We're going to reopen this whole process, even though it's going to be even more painful. Mm-hmm. We're going to reopen this whole process and get it done right. We appreciated everybody taking time out of their lives to come and tell us their thoughts and their opinions. Mm-hmm. And we collected all that data and all that information, and that will be a part of the new process. But the bottom line is, let's go out and get the absolute best in the world at this. Yeah. And uh, I've seen some people. We put out a press release. Uh, I think it was yesterday. might have been today. The days are all blurring together for me. Put out a press release, and I work for the front office, if that wasn't clear. <laughs> so uh, all the opinions that I share are mine alone and do not necessarily reflect those of the yeah. front office, Louisville City, any of its partners, affiliates, or sponsors. Uh, so they put out a press release in the last week um, saying that we were reopening the whole design process and bringing in a world-renowned, top-of-the-field designer to head the process for us. I've seen some people online speculating about who that might be. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of the reasons they're speculating about who that might be. Right. I, th- I will say that their speculations, while maybe correct and maybe not, are not unfounded. Okay. So uh, it makes sense to me why that's the na- those are the names that are out there. Right. And uh, if even if it's not the name you're specifically thinking of, it is one of the next two or three names you would be thinking of. Right. So... It's the name's gonna come out like we're aware that that's part of this, but uh, this designer is awesome and doesn't want it to be about them, mm-hmm. they want it to be about the process and about this club, right? And so, coming out and saying it's this person, they, they, they are selfless in that respect, they're gonna get the credit they deserve in the long run, but they don't want it to be about their right. uh, be about them. And so, while that name will come out. Uh, it's somebody people should be excited that is going to be leading this process for us. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, there are at least a couple of focus groups we know we're going to be running with the lead designer in the room listening to some fan supporter groups, okay. uh, some focus groups. Uh, some of those people are already aware it's coming, mm-hmm. and that's exciting and awesome. Um, and uh, that's that's really, it's promising. And it's, but it's not a short process. Mm-mm. The other side of this, which is just as exciting, and to some people even more exciting, is that this person will not just be designing the Lou City new crest logo. Mm-hmm. They will also be doing the new NWSL logo. Mm-hmm. And so we will have brand uh, uniformity, if not uh, you know, being identical. So we're going to be able to, there will be a uh, common theme between them. Right. And that will be built into the design process is we want them to have their own unique identities, but we also want them to both scream Louisville and Louisville soccer at the same time together. Right. And so I imagine there will be something to offer uh, uh, conjunction between them. What's the the timeline for all this? Um, The timeline is open-ended. Um, because we have determined, and this was in the press release, that we will play the 2020 season under the original crest. Yeah, yeah. So because we've got all of 2020 that we know we're playing it under the original crest, that means that if they're not done with it until until this time next year, Mm -hmm. well, that's allowed. That's allowed. It's going to be faster than that. I would hope. But but we're not, I don't want to pin anybody down to a time frame. Because they may come out back with something amazing in three months mm. or in four weeks and uh, somebody somewhere in the ownership group or in the front office or in the fan base or somewhere says, you can't do that and here's why and I can't believe you missed this. And then we go back to the drawing board and get it, get it right. Okay. And so uh, I'm proud of the response that we made to the fan base about all of this, yeah, both to the vitriol that was spewed towards the women's team, the stuff that got floated online. Yeah. People didn't like it, and they let us know, both the name and the design of the logo. So as of now, the women's team is not called proof. No. As of I feel this, like that should be said, because yeah. people are still... Well, let me say it as loud and clear as possible. As of right now, 
the women's team does not have an official name or an official crest or an official color scheme. Those things are to be determined. Mm. I don't want to say that it won't be proof. Mm -hmm. That's one of the names that's on the on the drawing board. It's one of the things that's being discussed. It's important that we keep that as an option. Yeah. There were a there are a number of reasons why that was arrived at originally, and they are good reasons. Mm -hmm. But there were good reasons shown why that might not be a good name or why that wouldn't be a fun one. So that'll be a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But what we know is that there is currently not an official team name, logo, or color scheme for the women's team. And that the men's team will be purple, gray, and black. And it will be Louisville City FC. Lou City for short. For short. <laughs> uh, and that... And, and everything else is is on the drawing board. It's on the on the table, and that process gets going quickly, quickly. One of the horrible ironies to me is that for all the, for everybody who said, "Why would you shorten it to Lou City? Why would you shorten it to Lou City?" I agree that you should have Louisville on the crest. Mm -hmm. I agree, but right now you're sitting across from me. Yeah. <laughs> in a shirt with the original crest. Yeah. No stars. No. So like original, original, original crest. crest. And it says Lou City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's my hat say also? It's Lou City. Yeah. That's the thing is that people just forgot about that. all the shit that came out that said Lou City on it. Well, it's because the concept of it being the official name bothers people. Yeah. And the thing was, it wasn't, that. it wasn't the official name. The official name was still going to be Lou yeah. City Football Club. But the initial team signifier was going to be Lou City. So that just means that that's how we would refer to ourselves. Yeah. Which is how we refer to ourselves. It is currently but how listen, we refer to this is, this is such a non-starter to me. I just don't care. Yeah. Like, put a good team out on the field and let it represent our city and people will learn. And if they don't learn, well, you just keep winning and eventually they will. Somebody put out on uh, Twitter... With all the crest talk and all the logo talk and all the badge talk, like, what are some of your favorites? It was like either today or yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and you look through some of these things and you're like, in a vacuum, these are terrible. Like, some of these are awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is the part that is the most salient to me. Crest design is super objective. Everybody gets to decide for themselves. I like this. I don't. Here's why. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I do like. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets to decide that for themselves. And there's no right or wrong answer. No. Now, there can be crests that more people than not think looks dumb. Yeah. And there can be crests that more people than not think looks awesome. But that does not mean anything. Because it is a personal choice about how you feel about a logo. And one thing to remember is that so much of it is time frame dependent. Mm. Like, something that looked awesome in 1982 is not going to be the pinnacle of style and awesome in 2019. No. Even though at, in, 2000, in 1982, everybody was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Mm. You know? Uh, and that is, that is a simple truth. That it is a personal feeling, how you feel about a logo. Yeah. The thing that stopped the previous logo, in my opinion, is that it had actual flaws. Not just how do you feel about how this looks. Mm -hmm. It had things that people could point to and go, that's wrong to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, your eye, the, the normal human eye doesn't like a, uh, a triangle that doesn't meet at, a, uh, at an angle to make right. it a triangle. Right. Uh, people don't like that. And, and it bothers you. And the stars being cut off, I thought was a cool design thing. I did. I mean, I saw what they were, where they were sure. going with it, like the overlap. It like sure. gives it depth, and it's like it doesn't need depth, though. Yeah, I agree with all that, but uh, and I can see why people would say I specifically don't like that. That is a problem with this. Right. There was centering issues with. There were actual flaws. If it was just a thing where people were, where it was people, some people saying, "Oh, we don't like this," even saying it very loudly and rudely, you can live with that. That's just a that's a that's a thing that happens. Yeah. Sometimes people don't like stuff. But that was not this. Right. This was more than that, and that's why we went back. And also, if we had been able to say we went through a perfect process to get to this logo, then you can defend it. Right. And you can say, "Listen, we did 
800 clinical trials on this, and we brought in 600 support or focus groups, and we hired the absolute best designers and worked with the best marketing firms and did absolutely everything exactly perfect, and we came out with this, and you don't like it? Well, too bad. This is how we got here. It makes sense. Everything about it makes sense, and you can live with it. Mm. Our process wasn't perfect, and the actual logo itself had actual design flaws. Right. Those two things together are why we have gone back to the drawing board on this. Uh, I, to this moment, to this moment, Mm -hmm. with everything that has happened in the last several weeks, I still feel like if we had played under that logo, that logo, even as was, without making any adjustments to it, I think you win a title and you play three years in a brand new stadium and everybody loves, and by the end of it, everybody loves it. Just because it's yours. Because I loved our old logo, the one we will be playing with this year, uh, even though I don't like it. I loved it. I don't like it. And uh, right. and I think that that's what the case would have been with this one. But we'll never know. We're going to go through the process the right way. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to release it the right way. Everything we're going to do is going to be better because it's been informed by the, the fan base, and that's what it should be. Yeah. They shouldn't get to make the decisions. They're not the owners of this club. Right. They are not the people who are who are the decision makers for this club. But they should have input and they will have everyone will have their day yeah. about that. Not everyone, but enough that it'll be representative sample. So that's what I got. That's the that's the crest in the long and short of it. I'm excited to see what they come out with. Uh, I think one of the things that we ran into with the three day process, the yeah. three day let's see if we can fix this. Yeah was that we got stuck in in simple loops of, uh, okay, this shape with something on this side and something on this side and yeah. something over here and maybe something on this side. And, yeah. and we saw a whole bunch of stuff that was slightly different from each other and a little bit changed and a little bit adjusted. And what if we do this diagonally? And what if we do this vertically? And yeah. It was a lot of very similar stuff. You get caught into a, a mind loop. Of, right. uh, it's got to be, it's got to have this. I'm really excited to see what, with the supporter input and the team input and the front office and the sponsor input, we're going to get input from everybody who has any interest in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this designer's brain processing all that and spitting something else out. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see anything that's remotely similar to either, I personally don't think we're going to see anything that's remotely similar to either the, the logo we have now or the logo we almost had. I think it'll be something completely new and different. I don't know that. It as could long be. As it's not a circle. It and you know that's I I don't like circle crests, but I understand the people who do. They're not I wrong. I get it. I get the people who do. I just Well, here's the thing is it seems likely. You can say the same thing about the shield though. The, the sure. general shield shape too. Sure. I mean, it seems likely. And this is in no way a guarantee or in anything, but it seems likely that it will still in some way incorporate Fleur de Lis. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic Louisville thing. It's important to the city. It was on the flag. It was on our old crest. It was. It's a, it's a thing. It seems likely that it will be included in some way. The minute you have a circle crest and any Fleur de Lis, it looks too much like St. Louis for me. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. So I hope that it's not that. But I'm also just trying to go into this with as open mind of a pot as possible. Of what if they come out with something I've never even thought was possible? Dragons. Maybe. If if you get called into one of the focus groups, I encourage you to just be like, dragons. Dragons. Have you considered dragons? Have you imagined dragons? Boo. <laughs> Boo. Thanks, man. Boo. Uh, I'm excited about the process and where we're gonna go from here. I think that we could end up with something. The hope is that we come up with something that is truly both representative of the city, that is modern, but also timeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's no big deal. No pressure to our uh, design team. But uh, it's, it's, I'm excited to see what, what they come up with. And I think that this process has sort of uh, grown to everybody that, yeah, we're getting a new logo. Like, you get 2020 under this logo, and that... If you were a proponent of the old one, you get your first year in the new stadium wearing the old logo, mm-hmm. and that's exciting and that's fun. But uh, people also know it's yeah. the new one's coming, so it's coming. be prepped. What's gonna be funny is that, so I have five 
magnets mm-hmm. of the old, new crest. Sure. Right? And so many people, when you all put online the sale yeah. <laughs> of all the merchandise, you all sold out of it, didn't you? Uh, some of the materials got sold out, yeah. So, but that's a, I, I think that's a, that's a, a tongue-in-cheek collector's edition kind it's of a, a thing. It is, it is. Um, it's just going to be gone back on it. It's going to be funny to me once we get into the new stadium to see it, how many people, because I guarantee there will be a few will wear. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll see it in the new stadium. I gave out a lot of magnets and stickers, and I know people bought scarves and bought merch. Yeah. And uh, if you are one of the people who bought the scarves or the merch, and you want badly to not have the new stuff, the new old stuff, uh, then uh, we are working out some form of, uh, I think they put it out, some form of trade-in or mm-hmm. store credit or refund or something. Oh, it's a full refund. And so uh, if, if you're thinking, if you're out there right now going, well, I've got this stupid sweatshirt, take it back to the store. Somebody wants to buy it. Yep. So uh, take it on back and uh, get, your, get, your, get your new stuff. Fans your, are weird, your, your new old stuff as opposed to your old new stuff. Fans are so weird. We are. We're. So, I love us so much. It's so... I. We annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much, but God, we. I annoy myself with it. So uh, there's been some changes in the front office staff. Okay. Um, there We are reasonably staffing up. Are you finally a ball kid? Uh, no, I'm not a ball kid. We're staffing up. Are you going to boss more ball kids around next season? I don't know if that's going to be one of my roles or not. I sincerely don't. It's one of my favorite little side things during a game. Is to watch, to watch you boss around the ball kids. Yeah. It was one of my favorite things to do. So I hope they still let me do that. But And really it's it's telling the ball kids not to listen to you. Basically, yeah. Yeah, you guys would give them, uh, yeah. hey, don't pay attention. Don't man. listen to him. Uh, but we are staffing up. Okay. And uh, that is a natural reaction to the new stadium. We need new roles. Uh, the team itself is growing year on year yeah. and uh, becoming a more and more of a thing, and you just got to have more staff. And uh, employees of Soccer Holdings LLC mm-hmm. uh, will need to also be employees for uh, the women's team, so we're, we're yeah. having to staff up in certain areas. And spare me your jokes and your condescension and your fears about all of this and no. uh, all of it, but... Uh, we have uh, recently brought in a VP of sales and marketing. Okay. Um, he started way into the process of the of the redesign, uh, and then we have also recently brought in a director of marketing. Oh. And uh, she started after the the redesign debacle. So don't give either of the don't take your shit to either of them about right. how this was handled or done. Right. Um, uh, just as a heads up. But uh, I'm really excited about what they about their roles and uh, how they're going to be shaping things for the the club in the near future. I'm imagining that uh, once right now we've got like stuff to put out every two days. We, we try not to overwhelm people with press releases mm-hmm. just because eventually people stop paying attention, especially to some of the smaller stuff. You know, if we announce we signed Zlatan, that's going to be big news, even if we put out another announcement 45 minutes ahead of time. But when you're announcing staff changes and you're mm-hmm. announcing like small schedule things, sometimes stuff gets lost in the shuffle. You try to space that stuff out. I imagine you'll be seeing announcements about them uh, in the coming days or weeks or months. Uh, but be on the lookout for them. They're good people, and you're going to start seeing them around a lot. Uh, with that being said, they've changed my position. Oh. Uh, they're keeping me, which, ha! Uh, and so I'm going from being the... Uh, Partnerships and Community Relations Executive, mm-hmm. which was my title last year. Yeah. Uh, this year, I am the Director of Community Engagement. Wow. Yeah. I will be working very closely this year with Howie, yeah. Lindsay, and the uh, PR team. And I will be working very closely with, uh, I'm not going to say their names, their, their, the name of this person yet, but the market, the Director of Marketing. So uh, the way from the way I think of it, and I hope that everybody over there agrees, uh, the way I think of it is that the director of marketing's job is to get us new fans, to find new fans, yeah. to make us appeal to new people, and uh, my job is to make sure that the people that are already fans stay fans and become bigger ones. Uh, that's the way I think of it. 
And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I get to work with the supporter groups. I get to work with supporters of all different kinds. Uh, and that's what I really love doing with this team. That being said, I'm announcing this on here. I'm just going to make an announcement. Okay. Like I, I, I try not to break news, but I'm making an announcement. To the ten people who listen to this show? They're all going to... Well, the thing is, the ten people who listen to our show tend to have way more followers than us. And so if they yeah. tweet something about it, then uh, uh, several hundred people who didn't listen to our show learn about it. Oh, okay. So this is this is the way I'm announcing this. Okay. Is, uh, we're forming this year a uh, supporters advisory board. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and that is because last year, and again this year, but last year we did a really good job of meeting with the leadership of the supporter groups. Yes. We did it once a month. We had a nice meeting with the heads of the Coopers and with Scouse's house. And uh, some representatives from a couple of other places when we would we would try to bring people in, especially if something was coming up. Right. Like we brought in the Lucidity tailgaters before stuff where we'd have a big tailgate stuff. Things like that. And those were really good and productive meetings. We got a lot of good feedback. We got a lot of information about the important subjects and topics. But I don't think it's good enough. Okay. Uh, and the reason I don't think it's good enough is because there are a lot of really great fans who don't belong to the supporter groups. There are a lot of really great fans who, even if they're technically a member of a supporters group, they're not going to run for anything. They don't want to be, they don't have the time or the energy to be active, to be a really good supporters group leadership member. You're getting texts and emails every day. You're getting, you're, you're having to organize things every weekend. You're, yeah. it's, a, it's an involved job. That doesn't mean you're not a great fan just because you don't have time to do all that nonsense. Right. And so uh, this year, I'm gonna, we're having a supporters advisory board where I want people who don't usually get a voice with the front office to be able to have direct access to us. And what I want is people who can be representative of subsets of our population. Uh, And what I mean by that is, if you are like, man, I love Joe Smith, Hmm. and I think Joe Smith is a fan a lot of the same ways that I'm a fan, and I think that Joe Smith could articulate it really well to the front office, basically what I like and what I don't like. And so instead of having people apply for the for the advisory board, okay, I'm going to have a nominations process for the advisory wow. board. So that uh, there will be an online form for you to go and nominate people who you think would do a really good job of, have, of sharing the voices of the of the supporters to the front office and they will on a every other month basis and hopefully a slightly rotating basis. Mm -hmm. I want to have, I want to have hear different voices throughout the year, but I also want to have some consistency so that we can have some follow through. Mm -hmm. I want to, I'm going to hear from as many voices as we can hear from this year. And so be thinking about people who are maybe fans the same way you are, who aren't the president or vice president of a supporters group. How big of a board are you looking for? I'm going to take that based on how many nominations we get. If I'm getting 50 of them, I probably can't reasonably meet with 50 people and be able to hear their thoughts and ideas effectively in a two-hour meeting. All of them. Uh, My hope is that we find a way to get it in the 15 to 30 range, 30 at the outset and 15 at the small set. Um, but it's going to depend on how many nominations we get. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that people will participate. Uh, this is one of those deals where I'm not asking you to do something every week or every month or every you know two days. This will be a thing where I want to hear how are we doing, what are we doing well, what are we doing badly, what do you love about the new stadium, what do you think we could have done better with the new stadium. Yeah. I want to hear about fan experience. I want to hear about what it's like in the stands. Uh, I'm going to hopefully be able to be spending some time in the stands this upcoming season. But I want to know, man, It is there. there is a super profane guy who stands behind me and my kids, and we're not in one of the supporter sections. We're in seats and, you know, 204, and, you know, my kids can't even enjoy the game with the way these people right. are cursing. We all understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And maybe my response is, listen, lady, that's part of the game. Sorry. But also maybe my response is, I know that jerk and we're getting him out of there. Right. You know, so uh, it, it just sort of depends. And I want to hear that from the, the fan base. Uh, the tailgates start too late or too early. The, the march is too long and I can't do the whole thing. The, the, uh, and some of that stuff we can have impact on and some of it we can't. Right. 
but we can make suggestions and it'll be nice to work in conjunction with that and the supporters group meetings to be able to say to the supporters groups, listen, I'm hearing from people who aren't in your groups that you're not being inclusive in this way or that, uh, you know, they would really love it if you guys did this and it might drive your membership up. Stuff like that, mm-hmm. where we'll be able to work collectively as a group and hear from new voices. So the supporters advisory board. Was this your idea? It was. Nice. Because I know fans who right. are great fans, but that aren't going to show up to every damn meeting. Right. right. But if you tell them every two months, I need you for two hours for beer and pizza, maybe they'll show up for that. Can you nominate yourself? Um, I, I haven't decided about that yet. Okay. I haven't decided. Not all the logistics have been worked out yet. And if you've got suggestions on ways that I can make this a better plan or a better thing, share them with me. I'm encouraging you, and I'm encouraging everybody about this consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm encouraging you to share those with me at efloyd at louisvillecityfc.com as opposed to on social media. Yeah. Uh, an official capacity. In an actual way. Yeah. As opposed to trying to rouse a angry mob about something. Maybe take your opportunity to communicate directly to the person who can affect change. Yeah. Uh, because I am personally more likely to take your thoughts and concerns seriously if it is shared with me in a professional manner, as opposed to if it is, yo, yo, fan guy. Yeah. Right. Why are you guys doing this hateful thing to me? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> stuff and I think I'm done with that I think let's talk about uh, let's talk about some soccer yeah what do you think soccer it's a soccer podcast you may as well in theory in theory um starting to see a lot of uh, chatter about yep. uh, about uh, the the roster yeah and the roster construction and the yep. roster additions mm-hmm. this off season we've added we've re-signed 16 players from the previous season and we have uh, signed two new players, Jimmy Ockford, Woo. defender from Nashville, and Corbin Bone, a, uh, <laughs> a midfielder from FC Cincinnati. Yeah. They're both great additions. They're both going to play. I- I'm certain they'll be contending for not just playing time, but starters minutes. These are real players that we've added. And that is, and they're both in positions where we would have been fine going into the year without somebody yeah. in those positions. But it's great depth, and they're real talent, real additions. Strikers. Where are we at? Okay, so you just wanted to get right to Yeah, I'm, I'm done with foreplay. Strikers, where are we at? Uh, we're this close <laughs> okay. to signing Andy Frederick as our new number nine. We've got a good feeling about you in front of goal, man. No, uh, listen. I'm in... I'm in no position to know who we're signing and who we're not. I'm really not. I, I, I know that. I, know I, that. Pe- I pester. I, I have access to Mario Sanchez, who's on the coaching staff on a daily basis, and I'll pester him about it. Hey, what do we got going on? What are you? Where, where are we at? What's going on? And uh, I hear whispers, and I hear things that maybe I'm not supposed to hear, but uh, nobody's talking to me about who right. the signings are or who we're going to sign. I do get told usually a day or two in advance of it happening so that I can give them how I feel the fan base will react to this and what I think, what I personally think about it and what mm-hmm. I would say if I was being told this and you know, that kind of reaction. But they're not they're not hitting me up like, Evan, you know, Bro. how do you feel about this guy's pace? Like, nobody message. gives it, nobody right. gives a crap uh, about what I think about it. I'll tell you this, I know that Coach Ackworth, and I know, that Coach Ackworth, Coach Cruz, Coach Budnick, Coach Sanchez are all super tuned in right now mm. to who's available, who's not yet available, uh, what are our positions of need, what are our uh, places where we've got plenty of depth and probably shouldn't waste any capital, uh, who are our injury risks and might mm-hmm. need some extra depth behind them. Uh, who's going to become available after the MLS Super Draft is done, who's going to be available after training camps are done. They are locked on this stuff. These are conversations that take place every day. And our coaching staff has all of the contacts and all of the ways to know who is where, who's available, who's not, who can we get, who can we afford, who would be a good fit, who sucks, who's an awesome player but a dick. 
they have the ways to be able to know all of this stuff. And if you are out there in the Twitterverse and thinking, man, we need a striker. Okay. Okay. Like, I look at our roster and I think, I mean, a a clinical finishing number nine seems like it would be a good addition because right now you're playing with either a false nine like Brian Ownby, you're playing with Luke Spencer, who uh, is a specific kind of player now. Mm -hmm. I think that in the right usage, Luke Spencer is going to be crazy effective. I'm not. I don't completely think that he's got 90 minutes a game in him for 37 plus games this year. I just don't think that's really in the cards at this point. Maybe he is. Maybe, but uh, that's. I I wouldn't plan on that if I were them. But a Coach Ackworth and Luke Spencer know better than I do if he is ready for that. And B, maybe they have a better idea than we do about where Abdu Jam is mm-hmm. and whether or not they think, man, this guy's going to score 25 for us this year if we put him out there for starters minutes every game. Maybe that's what they're thinking. But they are more informed than us. Yes. And so either they are taking that information and thinking, we need a clinical number nine, just like everybody is saying that we think they do. Right. Or they're saying, you guys are idiots. We don't need a clinical number nine, and here's why. So all I'm saying is, is that I hope nobody in the Twitterverse thinks that they know more than Coach Ackworth about <laughs> our players or what uh, what we will need versus what's available. Uh, but I, I mean, I encourage speculation. I love speculation. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. been fun. It is. Um, I've seen the same lists that everybody's yeah. put out, and uh, some of those guys are really good. Some of them might be really good fits. Some of them might not be. Some of them maybe you can't afford. Some of them maybe you don't like. Or Coach Ackworth doesn't like, yeah. or thinks that guy's an injury risk, or who who the hell knows? And I, the speculation is a blast. Yeah, but it is pure speculation. And so while I would look at the roster and go, yeah, I'd like a new number nine. I'd like another goalkeeper in the mix, either to push Hubbard for a starting position or to be really comfortable depth for Chris Hubbard behind him. Mm-hmm. Either one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'd probably like another fullback to be able to spell Oscar and Akil Watts because we don't have Sean Francis anymore. Right. And maybe they're thinking Sean Tosh can do that. We didn't really think so last year, but who knows? And one other thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about what kind of players you're going to sign for this year, totally different home field this year. Yeah. 17 games on an enormous field. So somebody who, uh, and I'm going to use this example with the caveat that I think he was the most Im- one of the most important players for us last year. Maybe Pat McMahon isn't perfectly designed for an 80 by 120 field. That he is really talented in a zone, uh, but that that much space to cover maybe doesn't play to his strengths at this point. Right. And maybe it does. Maybe he's in the best shape of anybody, and he can he's not crazy fast, but he can run at that pace for six weeks. I don't know. But I'll bet you damn well that Coach Hackworth knows. Yeah. And so if you're walking into the season thinking Pat McMahon and Akil Watts and Oscar is enough for this year and they really sincerely believe that, then uh, I, I have faith in that. I would imagine that we'll sign another goalie. I would imagine that we'll sign another striker. I would imagine we'll sign another right back or left back or somebody who can play both. I think midfield depth were there. In my mind, we're there. I think that attacking wing play were there, in my mind. Mm-hmm. That between Brian Ownby, Antoine Hopeno, Niall McCabe, George Davis the Fourth, and Magnus Rasmussen, you've got five guys who can all play out there, and Corbin Bone can also play in an attacking mm-hmm. midfielder position. Between those five, six guys, you got your minutes. And then in the actual midfield, Paolo Del Piccolo, Speedy Williams, yeah. Napo Matsoso, Corbin Bone, Niall McCabe, Magnus Rasmussen, Again, six dudes who can fill in those positions. George Davis the fourth in a pinch. You've got guys that can play those positions. Right. To me, it's striker, right and left back. Probably need one more center back, realistically. Uh, you've currently got Ockford and Sean Tosh and Alexi Swahi. And any two of those three playing at center back would be fine with me. And Pat McMahon is good depth at center back. Mm-hmm. And so you've got a fourth guy you can throw in in a pinch. You probably want one more starting caliber center back to yeah. be in that mix. So a center back, a fullback, a keeper, a striker. We currently have a roster of 18. 
we're not going to have a roster of 18. Let me just say that. The roster won't be 18 dudes when we roll into the season. Right. If it is, I'll be shocked. Shocked. But that being said, we're a couple of weeks away. Just a couple of weeks away because we're in 2020, the year yeah. the new stadium opens. We're a couple of weeks away from training camp. It's not far. It's crazy to me. And it's crazy to me. Man, there are some cool announcements to come out about preseason stuff, about games that we might be playing. Uh, there's cool stuff. I'm looking forward to that stuff trickling out. When can we start <laughs> expecting this stuff to start trickling out? I would imagine sooner rather than later. Uh, I'm not in control of the message board. Uh, that's a that's a Howie Lindsay, Brad Estes, and Coach Hackworth decision making triumvirate about when this stuff gets released to the public, uh, and not all of it is necessarily finalized. So until all of the dots are crossed and the eyes are teed, you know, until then we don't. I I can't. You know, but assuming that none of the stuff that we're aware of falls through, it's good stuff, and people are going to be jazzed. Okay. Uh, so just you know, everybody, deep breaths. Keep it. All of your stuff's going to be good stuff. There Tighten will be more players. There will be preseason games. There will be a full schedule. Yeah. Speaking of full schedules, hey we have some of it. A little bit. It's it's trickling out towards us. Andy, we uh, saw the USL released this week. Mm-hmm. The home openers schedule. Yeah, April eleventh. So you're just jumping straight to Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah, you, you don't just even say give it. A, I said the home openers. Oh, everybody in the league's home I, opener I, I didn't was announced. Give you, I didn't give you a chance to throw the ass on them. Yeah, on the but hey, I get it. I want to jump straight ahead too. Andy, who are we playing in our home opener at Lynn Family Stadium? Birmingham Legion. Birmingham Legion. It seems appropriate. Yeah. Why is that? In a way. I don't know. It just does. Because <laughs> Birmingham. <clears throat> Last season was such a thorn in people was more of a thorn in people's sides than anybody thought they would be. They were of all the expansion teams, they are probably the ones that people were most impressed with. Sure. I think. I think. Yeah, I get that. Um, it just seems appropriate. I get that. Uh, I like it in that it is a independent side. I like that we're not opening up against like. Atlanta United two. two. Yeah. Uh, I like that it is one. Birmingham has a crazy similar uh, demo to Louisville, like in terms of the size of the city yeah. and the makeup of the city. It's a little bit more liberal than any other part of the the, the state, yeah. and it's uh it's the city size, and it, it's it's got some similarities to Louisville in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, how Birmingham develops. They are, they were better than expected last year. As a expansion side, yeah. they came in and competed, made the playoffs, got a playoff win. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, also, they're making some nice signings. Mm-hmm. One in particular stands out as somebody that uh, I was kind of hopeful was going to be in purple this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nico Brett signed with the uh, Birmingham Legion. You pair him with Chandler Hoffman up top. And that could be a potentially dynamic offense. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a good team. I don't know how good, but I, I think it'll be one of the better yeah. sides. And I think it's important that the independent teams in the adequately sized cities, that they continue to all to develop. And so Birmingham and Memphis in yeah. particular, in my mind, are the two teams that I want to take another step this year. And so uh, I'm excited that Birmingham's the first one. I think that we could end up having a really nice rivalry with them for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, and it doesn't always have to be proximity. Sometimes it can just be similarity. It can be that Birmingham's got some stuff that's kind of like Louisville. It's a good speaking good of proximity. Fit. Okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. It was a great segue. Um, so we've got. Three other games that we're already aware of besides yeah. our home opener. Andy, why don't you walk me through them? What was our first game of the year? Isn't the first one Indy? No. No. First game of the year is exactly where we started the year last year, at North Carolina. Oh, yeah. We yeah, started yeah, yeah. at Cary, North Carolina against uh, NCFC. And let's not sugarcoat it. They put it to us last year. They did. It was really a come down 
you roll into that feeling really good, really happy. Everybody's yeah. excited about the season. You're coming off two straight titles. We're going to beat the crap out of this <clears throat> expansion-y team. Well, they were a second-year team at the time. We were like, we're going to crush these guys. And they mm-hmm. put it to us, 4-1, a domination. That was annoying. It was annoying. I think there might be revenge on the cards. Absolutely. Uh, I'm excited to have that be the first game again this year to see what we look like, get out there, and run around and play some soccer. That one is March... It's early March. Uh, yeah, I think it's like March 6th, yeah, something like it's that. It's there. Yeah, somewhere in there. I should know that, but I don't. I'm a little more focused on 411 personally, but uh, I'm sure that now the team is focused on North Carolina. That being said, we have got two other games, and they're both monsters. Yeah. We're opening up four stadiums this year. It's crazy. We're opening up our stadium. We're opening up North Carolina. Our second season opener will be uh, Indy 11. Yeah. Uh, that's a game. I've heard of that rivalry. <laughs> yeah. If that game is not electric this year, I'm going to be furious. I'm going to be furious. If we don't send a contingent up to that game... Yeah. I'm going to be furious. If we don't, if that if it's not electric around the stadium the, the, that day, I'm going to be furious. You cannot do a better job of fake engineering a rivalry than Louisville and Indianapolis did. And then to have it end up being such a great on-the-field rivalry. rivalry. <laughs> and man alive did we end their season in just the most painful possible oh, yeah. way. And it's going to be the first time, first thing their home fans see is the last thing they saw last year. Yeah. The first faces they get to see in their stadium is the last faces they saw last year. That's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I, I'm going to be amped for that game. You can bet your bottom dollar I'll be at that one. I say that because my partner, your road game chops have not been strong. No. Your road game chops have not been strong. Have you made any? No. Zero road games. Zero. I've made no bones about that, though. I know you haven't. And I'm saying, I think this is the year where you at think this least... Is it? I think that at least the indie game, you got to make your way out there. I like that you're putting me on the spot. I'm not even putting recording. you on the spot. I'm not saying that you're um, part two. We don't know what's going to be happening in your life yeah, I mean, when we get there. I'm just saying that when we get there, I want you to take it as seriously as possible to say... I've been dadding all week. I'm going to go fan for... It, 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 basically, you're talking about six hours. Yeah. To drive up there, tailgate for an hour, watch the game, drive home. Six hours. That's reasonable to me. Tell it to my wife. I will. <laughs> when that time comes, I'll tell her, and then she'll punch me. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pushing for you to go because... Uh, I always think, and now you're a completely real fan. I'm not trying to in any way denigrate that. There's no qualifications. It's not like, oh, you haven't been to a road game? (laughs) Big fan. It's not that. But I'm saying that for the people who are becoming big fans, Mm. who are in the process, that first road game to me, your first real road game experience is always the thing that pushes you over the top. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how, I don't know, this is what I do now. Like, this is my weekends. Yeah. And uh, so... I encourage anybody who can. That first game at Indy, that game, I'm betting. We made fun of their attendance last year a little bit, but uh, because it's 10,000, sure it is. That's what they announce, the average attendance. There will be 15,000 people there that day, and it'll maybe 20, and it'll be... It'll be electric. Yeah. And I hope that at least 2,000 of those people are wearing purple because I think it's an easy drive. Let's get our asses up there. Mm -hmm. And then, after that brutally difficult game, the week before our home opener here at Lynn Family Stadium, on April 4th, we're going up to Pittsburgh. Jesus. Another victim of Lou City magic in the postseason this previous year. And so the first thing their fans get to see will be the last thing their mm-hmm. fans got to see, which is us. I love that. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it does tell you something about the early schedule, that depending on if there are midweek games or a couple of games against teams that have already opened and aren't having home openers, at least uh, Indy, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and Birmingham, 
at least four of your first six maximum games are going to be against playoff teams from last year. Yeah. That's a tough way to That's start. That's a tough way to start. You're man. not seeing Hartford no. and uh, Atlanta United 2 no. in there. You're seeing some brutally tough games. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. I think it's a good way to start. Throw them to the Wolves. I, I hope that that we're throwing them to the Wolves. That's what I'm and, saying. Yeah. Good stuff. The schedule is creeping out. I think we get the rest of it tomorrow, I think. I think, I think. It's either tomorrow or Friday or Monday. It's coming. It's coming very soon. Yeah. Um, and that being said, crazy excited. Good start. Those four games are a good place to begin. We happen to know also two nationally televised games. Yeah. And that is the home opener against Birmingham yeah. will be on ESPN News. Yeah. So if you just have cable, you can just watch it. You don't yeah. need a subscription or anything. You, don't need, you can watch just it. watch it. And uh, the other one is Pittsburgh later in the year. Yeah. At Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah. And uh, that one is later in the year, but it's another home game, and it is also on ESPN News. Two nationally televised games. We always play in one, mm-hmm. but that's the final. And so, yeah. you know, uh, so playing in two nationally televised that's games awesome. before the final is uh, is a great treat yeah. for this year. It's helping to expand the brand. I've seen some dribblings about, oh, why isn't it ESPN2? Listen, I think it should be. I think that this is a chance to really blow your stuff up. But also... We don't really dictate the schedule. They sort of dictate the schedule yeah. to us. And that's that's the way that goes. Schedule stuff covered. Roster stuff covered. covered. Crest stuff covered. covered. Uh, academy stuff. Oh. So there's been fun news trickling out about the academy yeah. teams and uh, what they'll be doing. And uh, tons of news on that. Tons of news on that next week. Coming next week. I don't have anything to break for you here other than to tell you all of the questions you're asking, all of the speculation you're wondering about, you're going to know the answers to almost all of that next week. Yeah. Mario Sanchez is doing an unbelievable job of, uh, of getting our academy system off the ground, and uh, you're going to start learning more and more and more about that, and you're going to get a lot of that news next week. That's, that's what I can tell you about that. Okay. It's been shown that we're going to be playing in a tournament Ooh. And uh, we will be playing in that tournament, but I'm not going to step on any of the who, when, and what about that because that's right. all stuff that will come out next week. It's awesome. It is it's awesome. The next step in making us a big-ass club as opposed to being... Next year is going to be crazy. Yeah, 2020 is going to be freaking insane. Crazy. Yeah. And all of that is to be said that we're going to be playing in a brand new stadium. The scope of 2020 for our team. Yeah. It's just... New logo. New stadium. New players. New academy. It's It's insane. Sky's the limit. And then 2021, you tack on the women's team. And uh, we're off to the races, man. Louisville, we continue the arduous march to making this just a soccer town, man. Yeah. Soccer town. It will be. It feels more and more like it every year. And I'm really excited to see what this year does for it. Yeah. And so. This is, uh, so, 2019, 2019 was a lot of, you had people like us mm-hmm. who didn't miss anything Louisville City, right? Mm-hmm. Telling people who were aware of Louisville City, you need to be. This yeah. is a thing you need to do. Get in on this. And the stadium is one of the reasons why we're fucking a good team is mm-hmm. another reason why. It's a, this completely unique thing. You know what I mean? Like, we had all these reasons that we were giving people, like, hey, you should, this is something you should be proud of. This is something you're part of. You, should, some, you need to be more than just aware of it. Right? Mm-hmm. With the new stadium... With everything that's going to happen, the Academy, with everything that's going to happen in 2020, 2020 will be the year that we're like, it will almost be looking down on people. Like, how How do you, like, this is the thing that How did you just people, show up for Yeah, this? like, this is, the, this is the thing that a group of people know. How did you all not know this? Yeah. Well, obviously in, in 
my role with the club, I'll hope that we welcome all of those late arrivals with open arms Absolutely. and turn them into super fans. But, I mean, I agree that there's a part of me that it's much rarer now, but it still occurs where you run into somebody who, by virtue of what I do for a living, but comes up in conversation, uh, Louisville City, that uh, you run into fewer and fewer people who don't know what it is. But it still happens. Yeah. Every so often you still run into somebody and you say uh, Louisville City and they go, what? And uh, that's just more proof that there's more more stuff to do. So we got to keep spreading the gospel of how much fun this is yeah. and how awesome it is. And uh, Hack has got the pressure of having to go out there and be awesome. And so uh, he's got to carry on with it. Uh, I got a couple of other little bits, and then we'll skedaddle here, because I think we've put in a good hour already at this point. Yeah. Um, there's a new podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's that's starting up. You can listen to the original episode, the the welcome episode, which is short and sweet, very very short and mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, but uh, Robin Pryor and mm-hmm. uh, and some of the Lucity Lady crew are going to be uh, podcasting, and I think that's. Hugely important. Every extra bit of content is a good extra bit of content, and uh, I'm excited to hear what the, what they bring to the Lou City party. Uh, I'm sure that it'll be really great, and uh, I encourage you all to give it a listen. Uh, Harbor House, yeah, still uh, the open house is coming up. Mm-hmm. Get on the Groove Machines Facebook page. Contact Joe Valla if you are at all thinking about running in the mini marathon. A, start training. B, get a hold of Joe about how you can be a participant, how you can help Harbor House raise some money for a really worthy cause. Learn more about Harbor House. Uh, we will we will either bring Joe or someone else who can talk about Harbor House a little more effectively onto the pod sometime mm-hmm. in the next, before, yes. before we get there. Yes. Uh, we'll bring somebody on because uh, it's got to be talked about. And it's, it's exciting stuff, and I'm looking forward to being able to, I'm going to run in it. Uh, I know a whole bunch of other purple people are going to be running in it. It's really exciting. Uh, get out there and learn more, participate if you're at all inclined. I want, I hope, beyond that it's raising money for a good cause, I am hopeful that during the mini marathon this year, there is a herd of, of just purple. Yeah. Just what are those people? Yeah. Just a herd of purple. Uh, a, because it makes it more fun to run with a group, especially a group of like-minded, cool people. And B, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's a good cause and it's good for you. So in, I encourage you to participate. Um, I had one other thing and I'm, I'm struggling with it now. Oh yeah, our podcast announcement. This is 84 people. We got 16, 16 left. More. I think we've got, listen to how short this is. I think we've only got three more in the off season. It might be four, but I think it's just three more in the off season, which means that then we'll go back to every week until we hit a hundred. And mm-hmm. at a hundred, Andy and I are calling it. So that means that doesn't mean that we're not going to be available to come on and be guests or participate. Right. We're not going to stop paying attention. And that's right. not the thing. But that means that we've got six more podcasts that'll be just Andy and I. And when we do episode ninety-one, I want to have some perspective new hosts on the show with us. Yeah. And so that means that we are like eight weeks away from that, nine weeks away from that. Uh, If you are even thinking at all, hey, being on a podcast, running my own Mm -hmm. podcast, running my own podcast that already has developed a bit of an audience, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about something that you love, if you're thinking that at all, then get a hold of Scouse, get a hold of me, uh, get a hold of Kenny Allward, give us your name, and uh, we'll, we'll bring you on to do it. We've had several names that have already come up. I'm looking forward to having them on the show and seeing what they can do. Uh, but we want a bunch of different people. We want a bunch of different uh, types of people. And so come on the show with us and uh, uh, show us what you got. Yeah. It's a crazy commitment. It's a crazy, it's much bigger commitment than you would ever have originally thought. Yeah. But uh, it. once you're doing it, it's easy. God, and it's I get fun. to spend a week... I get to spend an hour every couple of weeks talking about my favorite thing with one of my favorite people, and that's always a, that's always a pleasure. So if you look at it that way, it's good. Yeah. But uh, we're ready for more voices, and so get that application in. <clears throat> Andy, you got anything else you got to cover? No. Your baby's doing okay? 
assumedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's awesome. He's big. He's getting so big. Um, it's fun watching a human develop, it turns out. Sure. Selfishly, I was convinced that I should never have kids. I was convinced that you should never have kids. Um, <clears throat> and the jury's out. I mean, I really. Mean, still, he's only two months old, so it's still up in the air, for sure. Um, but somebody told me... That probably means you should have kids. Yeah. It means you take it seriously <laughs> right. and that you recognize the difficulties and the challenges. Um, and it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. That's adorable. And heartwarming. I'm not trying to downplay it. My natural tone is one of, right. uh, of uh, sardonicism. That was not intended to be. Uh, that all being said, uh, did you, Andy Frederick, get anything cool for Christmas? I got workout stuff for my wife. Oh, nice. Yeah. What kind of workout stuff? Shorts. Work. Compression compression pants. Okay. Yeah. In my entire 20-year history of knowing this man, I've seen him in shorts maximum six times. Maximum. I wear shorts. You For, for 15 years, you never wore shorts. Didn't even own shorts. Went swimming in jeans at the lake once because you didn't own shorts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> shorts are more common these days, but for yes. 15 plus years, I wouldn't never. Have shorts no, no. All right, this has gotten away from us. Let's let's Sorry. close it down. Uh, Andy, I can only think of one way that's ever any good for us to end a podcast, and that is by saying a very simple, very crisp, "Go, Go City." city.